0: You can only ever be where you are, right now, Baldojo Podcast, if the major investment in your life, right? The journey will always be your journey. Yo hey, what's up people, it's Adam here, and welcome to the Bodojo Podcast episode 89, Are You Ready for a Relationship? This tasty episode is brought to you by baldojo.com, where you guys can pick up my ebook, The Crash Course to Kick-Ass Day Game, you can book one-on-one Skype coaching for ongoing packages, inquire within. You can also book in for those deep immersive boot camps, serious inquiries only, all at boldojo.com. Now in today's episode, we dive into all the intricacies and all the conscious awareness around whether you're actually ready to step into a relationship with another being in this journey of life. I spent a good deal of time on getting you guys to be aware of your needy validation-based mentalities as to what you're trying to get out of this other person, if that's the way you're actually thinking. And then towards the end, we dive into more of what does it actually look like to be someone who is ready? be in a relationship. So look into the opposites, look into cross-referencing, look into the different perspectives that we go into. There's some great context around this and that's all I'll say. So without further ado, I'll see you at the end. Yo, what's up my friends? Welcome back to The Solo Potter. Today we're going to be talking about, are you ready for a relationship? All right, we're going to dive into what I think is the most important thing to understand about yourself when you consider you're a guy, you're seeing this girl, maybe you spent couple months together, and you think, hey, maybe maybe she's even pushed, maybe she's had a st- signal to you, hey, I want to get in a relationship here. Am I right for this? Is she right for this? Are we in a space and time together where we feel like we're going to be able to grow together? That's kind of where my mind goes. But, you know, just when I start to think about this idea of, are you ready for a relationship? But this is not going to be me telling you, yes, you are, or no, you're not. This is going to be me asking you to explore your own self and to take an objective as possible account of where you are in life and what your mindset, most importantly, is towards a relationship. Because I feel like that's the most important thing when it comes to relationships. It's just the mindset towards it. And it needs to be conscious. It 100% needs to be conscious. It can't just be this this hamster going around on the wheel, unconscious. Well, this is what everyone else does, so I guess this is what I should do. You know, that's that's the last thing you want to get into, in my opinion. So, pre-context, that's all what's up for today. And yeah, I hope you guys are doing super well. It's uh, finally summer here in Australia, and I don't mean that based on the time of day, I mean like on the weather, we've just had crazy weather. It's been like a hurricane one day, then sunny the next, so it's warm, it's hot, I've got a, uh, actually this is not an oversized shirt, this is actually just a dress shirt, but I'm wearing a very loose, very casual. And I just dived into some some shit hot ginger water, no matcha, sorry to those, uh, it's a good thing I don't have a matcha sponsor yet, otherwise <laughs> I have to drink much every time. No, I just ate. So we just got ginger water in, and the uh, okay. So let's get let's, let's nail this down. Why are we doing this today? Because I got two emails. One is like an essay, so I'm not gonna read that out, and I'm not even really gonna draw to that too much. All I want to say here is that this is just more of a shout out to the guy that sent me that uh, email. Shout out to Johnny, who's in the UK. His thing was far too long. Basically, he got into a relationship. Like working on himself. Going out cold approach. Got into a relationship. One month in, he starts to drop all his mentality, starts to become very needy, starts to make her his purpose in life. Hang that in your mind as well, because we're going to talk about that. And uh, she, of course, gets turned away from this. She becomes very unattractive because of this, and so she drops him like a hot potato. Now, his message was far too long, so I'm not going to read into that message, but just Johnny, know that you're a part of this email, and I know you've been diving in on like Potter's going back to like the single digits, so I thank you for your support, my friend. Second of all, and actually more importantly now, because this is the one that we're going to dive in on the context, at least the one I'm going to read out for you, is a uh, another younger gentleman, much younger. Johnny's like, late 20s? Am I right on that, Johnny, or early 30s? This guy's like 20, this other guy. And uh, so he's asked me about whether he's ready. For, well, actually, he didn't ask me about whether he's ready for a relationship, but he said a lot of things that indicate that he thinks he is ready, which I don't necessarily agree or disagree with. All I would do is question that. Which is what we're gonna dive into today. So that's the context. We've been doing tons of joint Jewel Potto's guest on the potos. And I really appreciated your guys' feedback and engagement with it, especially on Instagram at UETang1. Just the DMs that have been slid. They've been uh they've been crisp, but they've been mint. So I appreciate that, my friends. And I hope you're having a good life. Let's dive in. Okay. Uh oh, I got this email. Here we go. So. I received this email about three days ago from the United States, from Luis, and I'm not going to say his last name. uh, uh, That's that's an interesting thing because normally I don't say last names, like I wouldn't even think to, but with all the guests, I say their last names, so that's why I had to pause on that. Anyways, he says to me, good afternoon, Adam. My name is Luis and I'm about to be 20. I have never had a girlfriend and I am not really the party type of person. Yeah, I just paused there because I, Jesus, (laughs) Jesus, this is where I started here. I've never had a girlfriend. Okay, let me continue here. I almost wanted to say something right then and there, but I'll park it. I've never had a girlfriend and I'm not really the party type of person. In the past, girls used to gravitate towards me, but whether it was because of fear to mess up or other reasons, I never gave them, never gave any of them a chance. Now that I think I am ready for a relationship, I have no idea how to go about it. I would really appreciate your advice on my situation. Thanks a lot for your help, and hope, I hope you have a great day. So you can see why, where my mind might conflict with a lot of the things. And not necessarily just conflicting, but you can see as the mentality, the curious mind, the coaching mind, of uh, which is my brainchild, there's several things in this email that just immediately, like red, red flag, red flag, red flag. You know, in that first, technically the second sentence, you know, but as I'm reading it here on Gmail, it's like the second line. You know, I've never had a girlfriend. So my mind immediately, when I read that, goes to, So what makes you think you're ready now? And now, to give you guys the further context, because this is why it's not too long, not like Johnny's, so I can actually read out the further context. I responded to him by saying, Yo, uh, Luis, thanks for reaching out. I have one question regarding what you said. When, he, when you say, Now I think that I am ready for a relationship, what makes you think that you're ready? Because I don't want to assume. I don't want to assume. I always want to dive in a little bit deeper. Let's flesh this out. Let's see where he's at. Maybe he just, maybe there's something going on. I don't know. So he gets back to me after that by saying, to be honest, I don't even know what ready means since I haven't been in a relationship. I guess I should have said, now that I want to be in a relationship, I don't really know how to go about it. And that makes a lot more sense to me. That makes a lot more sense to me. So I just wanted to give, I wanted to do fair do And do the fair justice to him and that he was able to re-clarify because, yeah, his initial email is pretty far off. There's a lot of things that are misaligned there and are quite frankly delusional, very delusional. But he since clarified that up. So I wanted to do that just for his benefit because, you know, I have that context. But I do actually want to speak on, as if I never got that context as well, a.k.a. to the guys that do think they are ready for a relationship. And I want to question you as to why you think you are ready for that. So, when someone says to me, you know, and we talk, about, look at it here, I've never had a girlfriend before, and I'm not really the party type of person, that's, that's a whole different can of worms, like, let's just, let's start with this then, let's start with this, if you're the type of dude, or the type of girl listening to this, and you've never had a sexual partner, you've never had a sexual partner before, and I mean this on both an emotional and physical level. Uh, obviously in this case, well, maybe not obviously, but definitely this is most likely a virgin. Oh, actually, I can't say that. I can't say that because just because he hasn't had a girlfriend doesn't mean that he's a virgin. I would take a large swing. I would get my largest bat out and say that he's most likely a virgin. I could be a hundred percent wrong, but for someone who's 20 years old and never had a girlfriend before, I would assume, uh, he didn't, definitely didn't say it. He definitely didn't say, it. I'm very careful of these things. No. No, I didn't say explicitly, but let's just say that you're a virgin as well. Because I know there's a few of you that listening, listening that are most likely virgins as well. And I've received the messages, so I know that context for sure. You've never had a girlfriend before. You've never had a sexual partner before. And all of a sudden, you get to this place where you think, like, yeah, I think I'm ready. All right? This is where I would say, why? Why do you think you're ready? And now, actually, let's bring in multiple fish lines here. Let's bring in multiple lines because we can kind of multitask here. And not because usually what we would do is that I would just go hard on this one particular perspective. But actually, uh, I'm feeling good. (laughs) Feeling good. So let's let's bring multiple lines in here. The second line I want to bring is let's say that you're not a virgin. And let's say that you have had sexual experiences before, you've had other girlfriends, boyfriends before, and now you are thinking, and maybe it's been a bit of time, been a couple of years, maybe a few months, who knows whether the last relationship ended well, didn't end well, whatever, whatever your case is, but you have had experiences before and now you're thinking to yourself, yeah, I'm ready for a relationship. So now you've got, I think I've covered the majority of people that would be listening to this. Now I ask you all, what makes you think you are ready? Is it your mindset that you just feel like you're in a good place in life, that maybe you got your financial situation sorted, feeling good physically, you're training, you're reading well and maybe your job's going and your career or your purpose, or whatever you're working this. And what am I describing here? I'm just describing your temple overall, but it all seems to be in check. It all seems to be moving along nicely. I ask you to think about that because that doesn't necessarily, in my opinion, qualify as being ready to now join your journey with someone else's, especially when we talk about monogamous. Especially when we talk about monogamous. Because that is the set standard, society standard that if you do happen, you know, to have a have a good job, you got uh, finances all sorted, you know, you're feeling good about yourself physically, oh, of course you should be in a relationship. And you you get that. You get that social pressure from people like, why aren't you in a relationship? You hear that all the time. And I'm here to say that just because all those things may be in alignment for you personally, it doesn't necessarily mean that you one, have to be in a monogamous relationship. There are many other ways of handling relationships based on who you are. But also that you even need to be on the journey with someone else right now. I would get yourself and I would get any of my clients and I would ask myself this, well, is it really right for me right now based on my lifestyle? And if you want to try and get your mind around this, I guess the first kind of piece we're putting together here is, is lifestyle. When you think about bringing another person in, am I going to be able to service their needs as well as my own? When you think about, am I ready for a relationship? Do I have the want, desire, need and time to be able to service someone else. Because if you've been living the solo hunt for a long time, you've been on the solo journey for a long time, no doubt your lifestyle is going to match that. Your lifestyle is going to... And even just, you know, that's what it looks like, what your lifestyle looks like, the way that you wake up when you wake up in the morning, when you go to bed at night, how many friends you see per week, or when you're training, when you're handling your finance and your business or your career and your purpose, all these different moving pieces, your fitness, your health, your nutrition... It all has a certain cadence. And if you're going to bring another person into your life, you're going to have to be willing to make compromises on that cadence. And do you wish to? And do you wish to? Because it's neither right or wrong here. It's just about, is this the desire? Because make no mistake, there will will need to be compromises made. Let me reset. So start to wrap your mind around that and start to envision what it would be like if I did have waking up with Susie next to me, and now all of a sudden, it's a little bit more difficult to get all of my morning routine in because she wants to spend a little time with me. All right. And of course, like you, I'm not saying you're going to have to forsake everything. Part of being in a relationship is that you both make compromises. But make no mistake, it's a two-part thing is what I'm saying here is that if you visualize the journey of life as going down this river, and I use, I like to use the river with relationships more than the path. I'll use the path in different analogies, but in this analogy, you're going down this river and what you're asking of this girl or this guy is to bring her boat or his boat alongside of you, their boat alongside of you, and to ride together. So, of course, you're going to need to make certain allowances. You're going to need to do certain things that maybe take you away from paddling as hard as you can paddle because you need to help her over next to you. So I would just consider that first lifestyle wise. Then that's and that's like the I guess we've started a little more shallow. That and when I say shallow I don't mean that in a uh, negative way. I mean that that's the, I'm 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 lowering you down. I'm lowering you down because the biggest thing I want to go into here is why do you want to be in a relationship? This is the biggest thing because when you think like am I ready for a relationship? Do I want to go into a relationship? This is the most important thing to me. Why do I want to go into it? And this is where this is like turning the tile and finding all the worms underneath it, finding all the weeds and the deeply entrenched roots of what it is that is actually going on behind the scenes as to why you want to lock this girl down or lock this guy down. For a lot of people, it comes from need. For most people, it comes from need. You know, it's seldom have I met a person, like the the few and far between, that have gone into a relationship consciously saying that, the reason why I want to be with this person is because I want to grow with them, and I want to grow together, and I want us to experience this life in such a way together where we can relate our experiences back and forth, You know, go through the hard times, go through the beautiful times as well, but at the end of the day, synthesize and grow as people, grow as spirits together. Few and far between do I know that are currently in relationships that have that mindset, or have gone previously in the past going into their relationships with that mindset, Right? Because most people, most people either do it so unconsciously or they do it because whether they they'll never tell you this as well. They'll never say this to you that the reason why I went into this relationship is because I needed this other person to make me. And this is something that I have to drill into you right now is that if you're going into a relationship because you need this other person to make you, you know, think of this term, think of the classic cliche, my better half, right? The part, the part, the, uh, the half that makes me complete. She completes me. He completes me. These are such cliches and you would not really take such a second look at them unless you were in this concept and context of being in my frame of mind and knowing where this leads to. If you're the type of person who's looking at a partner going, yeah, I want to get in a relationship with this person because they provide something for me that I could never generate on my own then you've got trouble. Like that's a dangerous path to walk because at the end of the day, that partner is only going to serve as a mirror for you. They can never give you anything. They'll never be able to make you anything. They will only show you who you actually are. And in time, whether they're courageous enough or not, whether they are honest enough with themselves to be able to acknowledge that, well, on the flip, it seems to be that my partner is making me something that I can't ever be for him. I can't not ever be for this dude his security or his validation or his reason for living and his purpose in life. Your partner can never be that for you. Yet, why do I see so many people take this mentality into relationships? Well, for a lot of it, it is just conditioning. It's conditioning in the way that this is what we've been brought up. You know, I talked about those cliché terms of this this person makes me, this person completes me, my better half. And you don't take a second bat at these things because they just get repeated and repeated. But, you know, just because we've always done things the way we've always done them doesn't necessarily make them correct. And so I need this conscious awareness from these from those of you that are listening on this potter and you're thinking about this partner and thinking about whether I want to go into a relationship with them. Is it because you lack something within because you aren't currently generating something within yourself and you are looking for them to be the substitute for that. If that's you right now, I, and of course, this is where I need a, I need a perspective um, and content and just humility. I'm not going to say if that is you and maybe that's you going into a relationship, maybe that's you right now listening and you're in a relationship and that's your current mindset. What, so what do you say now, Adam, I should just get out of this relationship no i'm not saying anything i'm not saying you need to do anything all i'm saying is think about it think about it because that type of deeply entrenched dark weed of looking for someone else to make me looking for someone else to generate something that is not currently coming from within it's never going to work out in the long term right you can lie you can fake you can put up fronts you can mask up all you want but at some point in time, it might be six months down the line. It might be one month down the line. It might be years down the line. It will surface. It will surface in some way, shape, or form. And I think about this to my my early relationships, especially when I was a you know young man. You know, yeah, I still am, but uh, a young man, in Japanese, a um, young person, I should say. But I'm thinking about much, much younger, and you know, I was so needy, and I needed validation from my partner so much. And it's always going to be a work in progress. I'm not saying you have to be this perfect ethereal ethereal being that is uh, relieved of all of all neediness and of all validation seeking. that is inherently a part of the ego, and it's something that we have to work on each and every day. What I'm more concerned with is the conscious awareness around it. Are you aware of those neediness and tendency-based mindsets within yourself? And can you counteract them when they arise, when they, when that self-raising flower comes up, you got them dark chocolate brownies in the oven coming and you're like, bam, I see them. <laughs> Shit, it's been a while since I had dark chocolate brownies as well. It's been a long time, actually. And I used to make them keto stuff. Actually, side tangent here. Let's just while well, I take a sip of water. I know, like, how the hell did we get onto this? Um, actually, no, fuck it. I was going to say yeah, keto. I, I was, that's what I was going to say, keto. Someone asked me if I'm still on keto. I stopped keto like seven months ago. Anyways, back on track. The arising of these needy mentalities <laughs> is what I love about the pod, keep it fun. Okay, so when these needy mentalities arise, I'm not saying that you should beat yourself down and then you shouldn't relinquish all things in this world and now go live in the temple because holy shit I can't I can't be with my partner without feeling some form of a little need for ten, little need for neediness little need for validation from her or him no all I'm saying is that you need to be aware of when it comes up because if you can be aware of when it comes up then you can counteract and you can act in the way that you wish you would like to but that doesn't happen if you aren't even searching and if you don't have the light switched on you know that's a great analogy. Most people walk through life and walk through relationships specifically with lights off. You know, like they put in enough work at the beginning. This is another thing we've got to talk about. Are you just getting into a relationship so that you can settle? Do you think that's a good mentality for someone who's thinking, am I ready for a relationship? Are you walking into a relationship because you just want life to be easier? Would it just be easier for my friends, for my family, for myself, if I just had a partner who's quite frankly mediocre, a right. mediocre partner who I'm not really that thrilled with. You know, it doesn't really get me going. Sex is pretty boring, pretty mundane for the most part. But at least she's there. At least my friends can say, oh, Adam's got a girlfriend. He's doing all right in life. Or at least my work colleagues can say, oh, he's a, he's a reputable reputable person in this life, to quote one of my clients I was talking to the other day. Shout out to T. You know, are you walking into a relationship because you want to just be a reputable person in society. Do you think that's a good mentality coming into a relationship? And what's interesting about this is that when we talk about it, it's hard to believe the person on the other end of this river or on the other end of this boat who is receiving this request would ever acquiesce to the request. It's hard to believe any girl would, would accept that invitation from a guy who's coming at her with this arm just kind of settling. And of course he's never gonna say that to her, but she could feel it. When a guy's like not that thrilled about a girl and he's kind of just gonna settle on her and kinda of, and you know just get into his relationship with her, you know, he's gonna act a certain way. He's gonna transfer a certain emotions. He's gonna make her feel a certain way. He's gonna physically caress her in a different way versus a girl that he is has his soul lit on fire for. It's a very big day. It's it's night and day. So, it's interesting and hard to believe at the same time that a girl would ever entertain that at all. And what that speaks to is what she's going through in life right now. What that speaks to is, you know, her own issues to deal with self-worth, self-love, her value, the way that she values herself. And that's a whole different kettle of of fish right there. That's a whole different thing, which maybe we'll get into at some point. Not quite 100% what we're talking about right now. So, just just be be aware of, though, that while... It doesn't seem like, because we're going, we're, we started at 30,000 feet and we're starting to dive down a little bit deeper and we're starting to get a few feet under. But as we do this, keep perspective in mind that just because you hit someone with this settle mentality, I think the this is where I was coming at this from, was the lights off. And that, yeah, if she's also lights off to a certain degree, And this is now lights off in a different way. This is lights off in that she's not willing to shine light onto why she's accepting that request. Then what you're going to get is blind leading the blind. That was perfect. That was fucking perfect. Both people lights off, blind leading the blind. Because neither of you are being fully upfront and fully honest with yourselves. And if you're going to come to someone with a settle-based mentality, just know that, and listen, all relationships have a ticking time bomb on them. Hold up. You know, all relationships have a ticker on them. They all have a clock that's winding down, whether it's going to be that you two eventually break up or whether one of you dies. Now, what we're more interested in is how are you going to break up? What's the reason for the breakup going to be? And if you come in with a settle-based mentality, then it's like the clock's like super speed on that. That's like 10x, 100x on when this relationship's going to be done and dusted because no one at their heart, core heart really wants to be with someone else when they know that that person doesn't really want to be with them. So just check yourself, guys. Check yourself on that and check yourself on why you might be settling. You know, I talked about the reputable society man, society woman. Is that it? Is it? Is it loneliness? All right, let's talk about this. Ah, oh, it's good water. Is it loneliness? Is it that you just can't stand to be in this world without the warmth of another body next to you? both in a physical and emotional sense, without feeling like you have someone uh, to lean on, someone to listen to, someone to dump on? Is it that you are not strong enough, that you you haven't cultivated a certain way of being in this life that says that I will walk the path on my own regardless of who comes in and out? I will ride this river, I will paddle, and I will be committed to the paddling regardless of who comes in and who comes out. You know, Glenn and I, on the last podcast, right towards the end of the, light, the last half an hour, we spoke on this about both of ours. It's for both of us. It's a, it's a line. It's a, it's a it's a concept. It's a philosophy that we both live by, which is that this too shall pass. Right? This too shall pass. Something heavily ingrained in the Tao, heavily ingrained in Eastern philosophy. And if you don't have that strength, and so now you're looking at this potential relationship looking at this potential partner and thinking, yeah, I want to get in this relationship, but not because, you know, I want to grow together and because I'm good on my own anyways, but I just want to, you know, see what can happen, see what could happen if we bring these two energies together and see what can possibly bloom forth and what type of firework could possibly be released because of this. If it's not that, but it's purely because I just don't feel like I can, I can walk on my own. You know, it's, that dived me to a, uh, a tremendous anime film known as uh, Kotonoha Noniwa, which is The Garden of Words. And that's actually a very a huge theme Now, one of the uh, main characters goes through. I won't dive into that now. I've actually got a full review on that. If you guys want to check that out on YouTube, it is uh, Adamo Reviews. And actually on my channel, if you go back to. I don't have. You'd have to go back a few videos. It's me talking about why we must pay for our mistakes in life. I know there's a link to the channel. In that one but if you just type into youtube adam reviews the garden of words you'll find it if you want to check it out more anyways that just reminded me then of walking on our own you have to be able to walk on your own in this life you cannot rely on someone else to be your crutch to be the person that now this is not to say that in relationships that you don't have times where you will need to lean on them lean on them that you'll need to lean on them in times of great deep sorrow and grief in times of absolute pain when your house burns down, when your mother passes away, when your dog gets run over in the street, when you lose your job, etc., etc., When shit hits the fan, you know, you're going to have a partner there, but she's not there or he's not there for that sole purpose. You really need to understand that. So I left that pause. They are there. That is, that is a bonus. That is something beautiful that comes with having a soul aligned with you. But that is not their purpose, and you should not make them that your purpose. Right? If you're coming to someone saying, "I need you to be my crutch," and I know you're not saying that, which is why we have to have this discussion. We have to have this discussion because it requires the awareness to go that well. When I am actual, because what does it actually look like? Well, what it actually looks like is, you know, instead of letting her be free to do what she needs to do, right? To to live her own life, to have her own career, to have her own purpose, to Explore the artistic and creative endeavors she wishes to do. But you suffocate that. You suffocate her attempts to grow outside of the relationship, right? Because if she grows outside of me, what if she finds someone better than me? But I I need her. I need her. I need her to be my crutch. When she goes down, I need someone there for me. So no, let me suffocate that. Let me keep her as who she is, as when we first met. Don't let her grow. And then she'll always be with me. That, you know, that's what's going on. And I need that awareness from you guys because... You know, it might seem, it seems, in the literal sense, it seems too ridiculous for any one person to actually consciously decide. But that's what's going on, is that it's not necessarily a conscious decision. It's just something that happens over time. You know, and actually, let me take that back. For some people, it is a conscious decision. I'm sure there are some people out there that are just so twisted from life, that through their experiences in life, they're so twisted, their mentalities are so far off. They're in such a deep spiral that they are actually approaching relationships in that conscious way, to which I say to you, this is even more relevant, right? This, is even, this should be even more of a slap in the face. But I think I'm speaking more, well, I'd say the vast majority of people are people that exude and exemplify these type of mentalities and behaviors, yet just don't know that they do it. They just come out in different ways. They have a different face on them. They're just not so as stark and bold and slap in the face as I am doing with you right now. You know, you're lonely. You need to be able to walk on your own, and this is uh, something that I learned from a very young age. When Roy went off to the army, is how to walk on my own, uh, and I, and I went really because I used to be the complete opposite. I used to be the type of person that needed someone there for me at all times. You know, and this is in all respects of the temple. This is in this is in, in physical. This is in mental. This is in my especially my purpose and career. But if you want to take it down to micro now, it's like I just wasn't willing to. To go into experiences on my own, because whether it was because I just didn't feel like I was strong enough at the time, or because I was just scared—I was really just scared of not knowing what would happen. You know, that's a big part of it as well. Are you scared? Are you scared? And it wasn't until it wasn't until Roy left to the army that I because re- I was that was like you're forced to now. It's like I'm forced to now have to step out of the ledge and fly on my own, walk on my own. And I, I can never look back. I can never look back because from that point moving forward, when I look back on my life over the last seven years, it's just I went so hard in that direction. And yes, it took time. But now I'm, I'm, I'm a solo operator now. Solo operator in the sense that there's nothing more fulfilling to me than just going for a walk on my own. Just being with the silence of the moment right now. I don't need music. I don't need another person to talk to. I don't need food in my mouth. I don't need sexual pleasure 24-7. I don't need the validation of my friends and my family. I don't need anything from anyone, any being, because I've come to full harmony with the true silence of now. And within the true silence of now, it's everything. It's absolutely everything, as uh, Sung San said. Form is emptiness, and emptiness is form. When you come to understand emptiness for what it is, it's everything. It's everything. And so then there is no loneliness. So then I don't look for fulfillment in someone else when I can sit there, whether it's at the Japanese gardens, whether it's in my bed, whether it's in the garden out the back, whether it's just going for a walk, whether it's in the mundane, whether it's just in drinking the water. And I know that I can just drink the water and be fully content in that moment with that. Then I don't need someone else. And I guess this is a, this is the finite point you really need to understand is that, can I be alone? Can I be alone and be full at the same time? If you can't say yes to that, I would question whether you are ready to be in a relationship. I would question that. I'm not going to tell you, don't, no, don't go into a relationship or do get into a relationship. I'm not going to say that. All I'm going to say is that if you can't be in a content fullness right now without anything else, then that's going to crop up in a relationship. It's going to crop up in some way, shape or form. So I think about that. Now, with all that being said, I want to dive back to his email here because there's a few other things I want to get in on. But, uh, you know, I like to, you know, we dive hard, we get some philosophy in there, and then we back back up. I've never had a girlfriend. Uh, that was I. Th- I feel like I would. That keeps popping up in my mind. I'm not sure why. Like when I read this, you know, uh, I'm about to be twenty. Never had a girlfriend. In the past, girls used to gravitate towards me. You know, as fear of messing up reasons, never giving them a chance. Those are all different things. But now that I think I'm ready for a relationship. Yes, yeah, sir. So, what makes someone who's never had a relationship before think they are ready for a relationship? That was most interesting about that. And of course, he clarified by saying that he doesn't even know what ready means. So let's go on that. He doesn't even know what ready means. Adam, how will I know that I'm ready for a relationship? How will I know? Because I guess, yeah, we've talked about safeguarding. We've talked about, for those of you that have played Black Ops 3, safeguard. Uh, that's that's, just, that's a very unique reference. Probably most people, there's probably one person that's in this bottle that gets that. It's a good game type though. Anyways, you know, we talked about all the ways of knowing that you're most likely not ready for a relationship. We talked about needy mentalities, not being comfortable on your own, not being able to walk on your own, needing someone else to make you. We talked about a lot of these things. So let's go on the flip side now as to, well, what it indicates that someone is ready for a relationship. Is it money? Is it financial status? Is it your reputable reputable status in society? Uh, Is it anything to do with that? In my opinion, no. In my opinion, no, because those are all brand new things. Those are all brand new things to us as human beings. You know, your status in society, at least in this society, is all very new. Whether you have the car or whether you have the house or whether you have the job that pleases the parents, that says to your friends, yeah, I'm moving forward in life. Whether you have any of that shit, you know that's only really a result of, let's say, at maximum over the last 120 years, going back to 1900. Let's say any time past that, it's probably even less than that. It's but okay, let, but just to be generous, let's be let's be just be generous here. Let's say that's been the oh hold on. okay. So let's be generous here and say going back 120 years at max that we've had this new society in which that we have new standards for how we are seen as a reputable person, right? but pre all that, let's say 50, 000, or 60,000 years of development before that had nothing to do with whether you had a car or whether you had a house or, or any of these ridiculous, your social media account, all this shit, right? You know, back in the day, whether you're ready for a relationship is are you a man or not? Are you a man or are you a woman or not? That was our criteria for whether you are ready for a relationship. And so let's actually unpack that for a second. What was a man for most of our evolutionary development? Or well, someone who leads, someone who's direct and grew and authentic, someone who has fear but walks towards it, doesn't run away from it. Okay. And I don't mean that in a literal sense of you're afraid of a lion and we're most likely not going to beat this lion. Right. I'm not talking about that. I'm not, I'm talking about where you know there's something that needs to be done and instead of succumbing to, your ego's protection, self-preservation, or you walk towards that ego and you say, fuck you, I'm going forward. I'm going to bust through this. I'm going to become the type of person I want to become. And so with these mentalities, I am fit to lead others. I am fit to take the young men of the tribe and that we are going to teach them the skills to hunt. We're going to teach them the skills to provide for women and for the children of our tribe. And we're going to learn and that we're going to make sure that these are well-adjusted. Well-adjusted in the sense that socially, socially that we're going to be able to cooperate cohabitate with each other all these different things i'm thinking right now that's what made up a man that's what made up a man in my opinion and more than just my opinion when you look at anthropological studies of where we most likely came from okay you're looking at that when you're looking at women you flip it to the other side now well, I made a woman before all these things of, oh, a woman's now a girl who's uh, on the ground showing tits, tits and ass on the gram, or a woman is actually, and the idea of a woman's even slipperier. The idea of a woman's even slipperier in this day and age. You know, I don't envy. I do not envy for sure. I think it's even harder to define. But anyways, at least in this day and age, but going back, because I feel like that's what it should be anyway, going back, is that, you know, a woman is there, a woman is there to provide as well. A woman is there to provide an emotional and psychological space for all those around her, in which that care and concern is of the utmost importance. In which that empathy, high levels of empathy, that when when the man comes back, maybe maybe fucked up, maybe made a mistake, maybe maybe he didn't get the kill today, right? And that and that's you know that's playing and weighing on his mind. But she can be there for him, right? For the other women of the tribe, for when other women go through things, maybe they lose their children. Maybe, the, maybe 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 her best friend's sister died while giving birth, but the child's there. She's there to be that, that strong place, that strong place because the empathy is just there for her. Right? Right. Women have played this extremely, at least, and still, and you know, what's interesting is I'm talking about in pre, but it's what it should be today. And it's what it should be today, and what we should recognize women for today is that you know, there are emotional strongholds in the time of our needs, right? especially for men, especially for men. When, when shit hits the fan in life, If you have a woman to turn to, that's a strong rock for you. And of course, you have your male friends, but then they don't know you on the same level that your intimate partner knows you. They haven't intertwined intertwined with you on an energetic sense in which that the masculine and feminine have been doing since the beginning of time. You know There is a a different connection. I remember, let's bring this down real terms here for a second. I remember once when I was much, much younger, I think I was like 20, um, I was with Jay, and I remember possibly the biggest fight I ever had with my mother. You know, I had possibly one of the biggest fights of all time. And I don't even... It was like accumulation of like several things that had been building up across the week. Just like sliding each other off and being, you know, uh, not so empathetic towards each other. And then finally, shit hit the fan one night. And it was actually over something very mundane. Uh, I heard... I was in my room. I heard a loud smash in the kitchen. Like a glass breaking. And so... Oh, no, this was it. This was it. Uh, my mom had asked me to come out earlier. This is looking back now, it's like five years ago. Uh, uh, she asked me to come out to help her. get yeah, I was involved in doing something. I was doing some kind of work or some kind. And uh, she was, just, and she had just yelled at me. She hadn't actually like come down and said to me in a uh, cooperative way, hey, when you're ready and we could arrange some time, could you please come and help me? And it wasn't like that at all. She just yelled at me down the corridor saying, I don't come help me, something like that. And, of course, I was like, yeah, nah. no if you want me to help you come and be civilized and you know come be like a legit person about it legit person be an empathetic person about it you know so I just ignored her I ignored her I didn't go down and then like 5 or it was like 10 seconds later I heard this loud yeah glass breaking that's how it got set up and then I come out and and uh she dropped a glass because she was on a ladder or something she was trying to get glasses from high down now of course this is, I'm just painting the mundaneness of it all it's just, it's just a broken glass But she went off at me. She just she unloaded all hell on me for being the most selfish, arrogant person that she's ever seen. How I just don't give a fuck about people, and how can I live life through this way? All this stuff just beating down on me. And uh, for for those that know me, I don't I don't stand down. I don't at least you know at that time I wasn't as developed. So instead of being able to sequester my ego and just realize that you know this is so much more to do with her than it is with me right this is this is, this is so much all this heat coming towards me has got very little to do with me it's it's all coming from her end here so nor- nowadays what would i do in that situation is nowadays i would just i would extricate nowadays i would recognize it is for what it is i wouldn't judge her as a being i would judge that well i would judge the situation for what it is that emotions are over She's lost control of her emotions. That doesn't make her a bad person. So I'll extricate and give her time for those emotions to come down. And what most likely would happen is that in five hours, maybe 24 hours, she'll be able to see in light how poorly she had treated me. And it wouldn't require me to <laughs> to get the teeth out. But that's what I did. I went to her. I started yelling at her. I started screaming back at her. Tears are flying. Blood's, blood's not flying, but blood is pumping. And I go to my room. And I genuinely say, this is it, I've had enough, I'm leaving, I'm, that's it, I'm done. So I pack a bag, I get all my shit together, you know, I get my laptop, get my camera gear, all that stuff, and I call up my girl. And I say, oh, you need, and this is like, well, yeah, you know, of course, like, I'm still, I'm still like adrenaline, super pumping right now, I am still can barely even make a word out because I'm trying to hold back the tears as much as possible, but I realize I'm done, I'm done here. So I call up my girl, I get her, and I say, you got to, you just got to come, you've got to pick me up, I'm done here. And, uh, she's like, she's like, what the fuck, what's, what the fuck happened? And I'm like, I can't explain it now, but you know, come out, come get me, come get me. Cause I'm going to go stay at your place. So she picks me up and as we're like driving away and I don't tell mom any of this stuff and I'm like, I'm just like, get my shit together. I think my brother was in the house as well. And I just say to him, I'm leaving. Cause he heard all of this as well. I'm just leaving. I don't know for how long, but I'm leaving. And so I get all my shit. And as I get into the car and we're driving away you know, Jay's saying to me, are you sure you want to do this? Like, cause I was like super adamant about it at the time. I'm like, I'm sure, just go, just go. And I remember like being so emotional and being so distraught at the time, just like saying, just like, let's go. we got to go. I'm going. And so we drive off. And then I think 15 minutes later into the drive, my phone starts ringing and it's my mom. And I just ignore it. it. And my phone doesn't stop ringing for like the next half an hour. And I just put it on and it's just her ringing after ringing after ringing. And my brother's is texting me saying, mom's out in the streets, like trying to find you. She's driving around. You know, she's trying to find where you are. But of, of course, at this point, I'm, I don't give a fuck. I like, I feel like I've been so wrong done by that. How you know, how dare she come down on me with the Mount Olympus of heat that she did for something that wasn't even my fault. You know, I I didn't drop the glass, I didn't break the glass, and I certainly most certainly just because I wasn't there to help in that moment, you know, that doesn't equal, okay, automatically she has to drop the glass. You know, but that's what I'm thinking, of course, because of course I'm not able to recognize in this moment the emo you know what's actually going on with her ego and what's going on with the emotions. So fast forwarding the story anyways, because I know I just wanted to pick the context of it, that she was there for me. Right? She was there for me in that time in which that I was able to lean on her and that the empathy that she showed me, I've never forgotten, I've never forgotten, and then when she took me back to her place, God, I absolutely love her parents, she just said to her parents, like Adam's had a massive, you know, they speak Vietnamese, so I wasn't able to hear the exact conversation, but, you know, she essentially just asked her parents, is it okay if Adam stays with us, indefinitely, like indefinitely, for as long as he needs to, and her parents were like, yes, yes, of course, absolutely, no worries, and I had a great relationship with her parents as well, but, you know, what I'm painting here is that my woman in that time for me was a conduit for safety. She was a place for me because we were intertwined in a way that, you know, you might think, why didn't I call my best friends? Why didn't I call my best male friends? Roy was in the army of his time. Uh, Matt was probably not quite all there either, but I could have gone to Jordan's. I could have gone to Jordan's place. So why didn't I? Why, why would I choose to go to my girl's place in the most extreme of situations? well it's because it's the most extreme situations and that's the role that females play that the feminine energy plays for our masculine right that when shit really goes down i mean life altering shit when people pass away when family bonds are starting to shake that your feminine energy whatever that is for you in your life your feminine partner and that what that representation it's going to be a net it's going to be a net for you And this actually tags back to something earlier I was saying about how that's not her purpose though. Like her purpose is not to be your net, that is just what she is. Let me reset here. And when I say it's what she is, when I'm saying that, I don't mean that that's who she is at a core fundamental thing, that she is a net. No, what I'm saying is that that is what she is for you in that moment. You know, she's not. that's not her purpose in life and that is not why you make her who she is in your relationship together. You don't look at her and go that, I need her to be my net. No, it's just that in the times of need, that is what she will be for you. That is what the feminine energy will be for you. In the same way, when you flip it back onto what the masculine energy is for the feminine, you you are a rock for her. But that is not your purpose in the relationship. A girl should not be looking at a guy going that, I need him to be my rock because I'm not strong enough. Are you guys getting this? Are you feeling this? because I'm trying to say it as many different ways as possible to make sure there's no confusion here. And I'm taking the responsibility for that because it can get confused. But while you are, and as a masculine dude, as a masculine being, or if you are a female being with a lot of masculine energy and you're involved in a lesbian-based relationship, whatever it is, just if you're identifying with masculine energy and you got that, right? You are going to be a rock for someone, but that is not on a core level, your purpose in that relationship. It's many, many other things above that. That is just one of the things that come along with it. And I do apologize if that got a little confused before when I said uh, you know, she that she is that she is a net. That's what she is. It's what she is for you in that moment. Not who she is at a core fundamental level and not why you would have her in a relationship for you. So I feel like I've hammered that in. you can't really be you can't be confused after that. I think I've explained that well enough. Like, I feel I've explained it to the point now where it's like, okay, we get it. (laughs) I get it out of, you know, so, and let me, let me wrap this up. Let me wrap up that story. You know, I, uh, I spent a week, I spent, or I think it was over a week. I spent over a week, uh, at my girl's place with her parents, living with them and, you know, trying to work out plans to never go back, never go back. I was just so fed up with, uh, how controlling and how ridiculous the situation was of, uh, my mom in that moment and how she could treat me that way, you know, it was it was it was confronting to say the least, you know. And I probably and I haven't really painted it as dark as it actually was because that wasn't really so much what I was trying to get at. What I was more trying to get at was the role of the feminine, the role of the feminine to be, a, 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 to be a net for you in the times of your need, and for you as a masculine to be a rock in the times of her need. Yeah, yeah. And it's like how we got onto that. I don't know. I don't know. But let's roll forward anyway. Let's roll it anyway. I mean, we're talking about, are you ready for a relationship? You can think about it in this way as well. You know, just just as I'm popping this up here, are you trying to be that for someone else? Do you think that you're ready for a relationship? Oh, it, hold on, we're going back to the negative here, or the, the, the uh, pulling away perspective. But it's just an interesting thing because, you know, there's probably someone out there who's thinking, Am I trying to go into this relationship? Because, yeah, I want the ego gratification to be that rock for someone or to be that net for someone. I'm sure there's a few of you that are thinking that as well, so just check yourself on that. But where we were, oh, that's where we were with all of this, you know, signs that you are ready to be in a relationship. Holy shit, we got so far off of that because I'm not even sure if we dived into many of the things I wanted to go over that. But hey, that's the bottom. So let's pick it up here. Signs that someone's ready to be in a relationship is definitely that they can walk on their own two feet. I think we spoke on that. Oh, that's fucking why? Because I was talking about the prehistory. I was talking about our revolutionary development of what that was to be for a man or what that was for a woman and what that was to be a woman back in the time. So all you need to do now is just reverse engineer that and reverse perspective that to 2018, right? Am I a dude who's operating on the principles of direct, congruent, authentic? Am I able to have open, direct, honest communication with all the people in my life? If you aren't able to do that, and you're at least not working towards that, because I'm not saying you need to be perfect. That's the key. That's the key caveat here. You don't need to be perfect, but you need to be consciously aware of what that is and how you need to exact and execute that in your life. Because if you're not even aware of it, it's never going to happen. So, you're always going to be growing. It's always going to be a work in progress. But And that to me is that I've talked about before being your best self. To me, your best self is a conscious self, a conscious self that is always working and acknowledging their mistakes. That is the best self to me because there never will be a finite point where you say, oh, I'm done. I'm, I'm growing. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm good. I, anyone can take me now. And there no more work needs to be done. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Uh, what I think of is that through your conscious awareness of who you are, what you're doing in this life, you will get to a point where you can say, I acknowledge my mistakes, are what they are. I will now go and rectify them. And that to me is the best self that has that conscious awareness. Anyways, if you don't have that, I'm not sure you're ready for relationship because in a relationship, you know, cliche, communication is everything, not just communication for, you know, that's like the thing with, you know, practice makes perfect. You know, that used to be the cliche. Now the cliche is perfect. Practice makes perfect because it's far more accurate. Same thing for me here. In that communications everything relationship, well for me it's that open, direct, and honest communication is everything to me in relationship. Because there's communication, and then there's communication. There's communication, and then there's communication. Right? There's there's the Monday night where your girl comes home, she's in a shit mood, she's had the worst day, and you are not having a bar over it, and you all of a sudden start. Throwing things up to her that could have definitely waited. You know, why didn't she clean the dishes? Why did? Why did she leave this thing out? You know, did you forget that we were going out? Etc. Etc. Cetera, et cetera. Where? Where is the coconut? oil I thought I asked you to bring on the coconut. oil All this different stuff. You know, do you think that's the most opportune moment to bring that up when you feel that your girl is coming in of a whole bunch of darkness? You know, and then so all of a sudden you decide to have this communication that I am unhappy with how you did not bring the coconut oil... when you said you'd bring home the coconut oil... but that's extremely ineffective communication... you have not set up the environment... you have not read the person in front of you... poor form... extremely poor form... and on the same... and of course you can only expect her... you've set her up... you can only expect her to react with fireworks as well... if you're going to be doing that shit... so of course communication... yes is important... But let's get more specific here. Open, direct, and honest communication in which the environment is set for both of you to air and conv- and voice all of your concerns in a non-egoically emotional charged way. Shit, that came out real. That came out good. So that's what's important to me. If you don't feel like you can have that, then I'm not sure you're ready for a relationship. If you can have that, I think you are ready for a relationship. I think you are ready for a relationship if you are cognizant ...of your own tendencies to get the teeth out... ...and for when other people are getting their teeth out... ...can you realize what it is for what it is? Is it that they're getting the teeth out... ...because they really do think you're a piece of shit? Or are they getting the teeth out... ...because they've had a shit house day... ...they've had someone pass away... ...they've had another girl rocked up to the office... ...and wearing the same outfit as her? I know that sounds ridiculous... ...but I have been with many a girl... ...that that was the thing... ...that was the straw that broke the camel's back... ...and of course when we dive in deeper... It leads to many other things, but it might just seem on the surface level, that's why the teeth are coming out. You know, if you can recognize all that, and you can be that, hey, you can be that love and joy anyway. You can be that love, peace and joy anyway for her, even in those times. I think you're ready. I think that's a good indication that you're ready. If you can recognize that your financial status, your reputable status in society, your job, the car that you drive, the friends that you frequent the uh, company that you keep if you can recognize that none of that shit has anything to do with your energetic connection between her feminine energy and your masculine energy if you can recognize that i think you're ready for a relationship because there will be times in life where all those things move in and out when you do have a great car when you do have great relationships going on when your job falls apart when your health and wellness falls apart and so what are you saying? If all those things aren't together, that you're all of a sudden just going to give up on this relationship? If that, is the, if that is you, I'm not sure you're ready for that. I'm not sure you're ready for that relationship. But if you can come to grips with that, for most of our evolutionary development, the car, the job, the people that we frequent, and what that meant for our status in society on a very superficial level, it just didn't mean shit. And what meant shit was your ability to provide on a physical and emotional level energetically yeah coming down to that if you can really drill to that deep core that's when i look at someone going oh they're ready for a relationship they're ready for a relationship because it means to me and what it says to everyone else is that i'm willing to understand who i am and who the person is in front of me and with all that being said we will grow together and this is the final thing really like guys this is the crux this is the core of it all a relationship to me is just the next stage of growth. It's just the perpetual growth. Because most people enter a relationship looking to stop growing. I've talked about it before. Settling. Most people enter relationships, whether it be consciously or unconsciously, just looking to settle so that they can rest on themselves, so that they can slide onto the bench at halftime and go, fuck it, I'm done, let someone else play. All right? let me take this old Gatorade here, get me the towel boy, and we'll go home. Because that's most people's mentality, in, in, because life's just too hard for a lot of people. Life's too hard for a lot of people, and they quite frankly, too weak. They're too weak. They have not developed the stature. They have not cultivated the beings within themselves and the strong spirit to go, no, I'm going to face all of this shit within me every single day, whether I'm feeling great, whether I'm feeling shit, I'm going to walk forward anyway. You know, a lot of people aren't up to that at this stage in life, and so they enter relationships looking for someone else who's also in that similar stage in life, and so, like I said before, both lights are off, blind are leading the blind. That's you, check yourself. Check yourself on that because to me, our relationship at the core fundamental level should only be about growth, perpetual growth. just f- because, because that should be life. Look at how that, that is just a in now that is just a dual connection of what you should have hold up. That dual connection is just a further progression of what you should have been doing anyway. right? Regardless of whether there was a girl or a guy at your side, you should have been in the growth based mindset anyway. And there are very few few things in this life that I say that you should be doing. Like for the most part, I feel like you should live your life the way that you want to live. However, there's a couple things. There's a couple things. One that very burden one that I'm talking about right now, which is that you have to be in the growth-based mindset because there is no standing still in life. It's either you're growing or that you're regressing. You're either progressing or you're regressing. That's all that happens with our spirits. That's all that happens with our conscious of evolvement. Okay. Now With that being said, okay, if you can take that and you're operating with that on yourself, on the day-to-day, individually, that shows to me and I look at a guy or I look at a girl and I say, okay, what's your life like right now? And I just listen to them to how they talk about their lives. And if I can even pick up for a hint or for a second that they're not looking to grow, then I would not recommend that person gets into a relationship. I wouldn't say don't. I'm not saying don't because it's not me. But I would say, you're gonna be in for a lot of hurt. You're gonna be for a lot of pain, not just for yourself, but for the other person on the other side. If you enter a relationship not looking to grow, and why is this coming out so real for me right now? Because this used to be me. This used to be me. Sixteen-year-old Adam wanted to get in that relationship. Got into that relationship and stopped growing, and so all the needy base mentalities came out, and so all the validation seeking, and so all the jealousy, the 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 thorns of jealousy was just like they were they were. They were protruding from my body to the point where I pushed her away. So take my experiences for what they are, but I know on a much grander level from the people that I've seen, and I've had the pleasure and the privilege of coaching over the last three years or so. I know what happens. I see that game in the end. I've seen what that looks like at the end of the fourth quarter. All right, if you come in, you come in at halftime and you all of a sudden say, no, nah, I'm a chill, I'm a rest. And let's just see how this goes. You lose that game in the end. That game gets lost in the end. Because this, there is no... You can't expect to stop playing at half-time and expect to be up at the end. No, the other team's going to take over. And what is the other team? Life. Right. Life is going to take over because life doesn't stand still. Right? We're all on this journey together and it's either a constant march forward or it's a constant fall backwards. There is, I don't, there is no standing still. And I think that's where we're going to wrap this up. So we're going to wrap this up. Oh, oh shorter session actually. Shorter session. Well, at least we'll summarize. And the summary can sometimes take half an <laughs> hour. Because other things will pop up. Well, let me say this. Let me say this. Um, back to this guy's uh, question. When I'm talking about when I'm thinking about Luisa. Uh, my friend, you say that you don't even know if you're what being ready means. Go back and listen to everything that I just said. That'll help Annie up for you. And then in the context, further context, when you said to me, how would I even go about going into a relationship? My recommendation is that you don't even think about that. If you've are, if you never had a girlfriend before, you've never had a relationship before, and they most likely are a virgin, I can't say that for sure, but let's say 100% that you do not have sexual abundance in your life, which means that you have not been exposed to a vast array of personalities, a vast array of different people that are going to be able to reflect back to you who you are, That I would not recommend diving into monogamy, right? And of course, I am. I am. uh, This is not a reflection of my personal lifestyle, which is polygamy, right? I say this to everyone. I say this to everyone, which is that if you don't know who you are, and you, and that's also, and listen, knowing who you are, a big part of that. And I have pumped out the leash in our podcast together is that we exist in our relationships to others. You might think you know yourself in your room. Hey, try that when you get in front of your 10. Try that when you get in front of a girl that is blowing your fucking mind, right? Let's see then how grounded and centered you can be. Let's see then how non-attached to the outcome of whether she's validating you or not you can be. We exist in our relationships to others. So you need to see yourself in relation to others. So do not don't, Louise, do not be going into this journey now going, yes, yes, okay, how do I go getting into a relationship? No, for you, my friend, if you're one of my clients, all I'm saying to you is we need to get you to know yourself in relation to others as much as possible. What's that going to mean? I need you to experience casual, free-flowing, open, non-attached relationships, at least for a good bit of time for you to know who you are in relation to other females, especially females that you're uh, sexually attracted to, because that's a whole different ballgame. That's what I'd be saying. So, 30-day challenge, bam, get on it. Start meeting girls. Start meeting lots of girls, lots of different people. And then through that, networking starts to become, you start to meet their friends, you meet their friends, et cetera, et cetera. And then all of a sudden you start to get a whole different window into who I actually am. Because who you are right now is not, is not the person you're going to be when you get in front of a girl you're super attracted to. It just isn't. It just isn't. Right? Meditation meditation in my room is not is not even the same as meditation in a public garden. All right? You can be it's a lot easier to meditate in your room versus a public garden where little kids are running around you and all these different girls are walking by and you've got to stay present in that moment. Two different things, right? Two different things. Mirrors are everything for us. So embrace that. Embrace that. Acknowledge that, okay, okay, I'm not ready for a relationship. Uh, okay, I would like to get into a relationship, but what I hear Adam saying is that maybe that's not the best mentality to have if I don't even know who I am in relation to others. So let me get at that. Let me find who I am in relation to others I feel like that's a good that's a high note baby that's a high note so we're going to wrap this up here You know, we're thinking about you're ready for a relationship and maybe for those of you because I know a lot of you like to hear my personal context I think well I'll just say this here at the end you know I'm not ready for and actually ready is in a different light not ready and Louise is ready I was about to say that I'm not ready for a relationship right now because of what I spoke on at the beginning of this pod lifestyle lifestyle desire and when i say ready you know when i'm talking about louise is he ready he's not ready because he doesn't know he's in who he is in relation to others at this stage in life i've got that down i'm fully comfortable with that when i say i'm not ready i say ready in that i'm not ready to make compromises i'm not ready to service the needs of someone else right now in a growth-based way in which i need in which that i want them to take certain time from my daily doings and that i want to take my time and give that to them. I'm not ready for that. I'm definitely not ready for that. There are so many things that I need to do and get done in my day that I would not be able to do full justice and full service to another feminine being in my life. I just wouldn't. It would be a complete disservice to her. So I know that when a girl pops up in my life, and even though I know she's quote unquote relationship material, I know myself. And I would never encourage her and and disillusion her and deceive her into thinking that I could do her justice when I know I can't. I, I'm just not in that place in life. So that's the context on me. Hopefully hope that gives you guys, I think it just makes things real. And also, uh, you know, I'm all about um, being as transparent as possible. Oh, yeah, I'll let you guys know. Actually, uh, you know, because you probably start seeing her pop up on my social media um, every now and again. If, if, if I do all of a sudden decide that now I am ready to walk this path and this journey with another being, just not right now. And I love that. And I love that because it's a conscious awareness. It's a conscious awareness not because and we spoke on many things here of if you aren't willing to walk on your own I don't feel like you should be so egoic to think that you could walk with someone else and to ask them to walk with you. If you can't walk on your own don't ask someone else to walk with you. That's it. And that's why we're going to wrap this up. I hope you guys enjoyed this. As, uh, as we've been doing here the outro is going to come after this so I'm just going to say listen listen i love your feedback on this drop a thumbs up on youtube drop me a comment on youtube slide me a dm at Inst- on instagram at we take one hit me up on the website bulldozer.com all the plugs are about to come etc etc and some other stuff in the outro but i just thank you guys for being on the journey and uh, let's slide into that thank you so much guys yeah okay my friends thank you so much for diving in on this potter with me if you did enjoy it yeah please send me that feedback as i said in the episode i'd really appreciate it and this episode brought to you as always by Boldojo.com, where you guys can pick up my ebook, you can book one on one Skype coaching, you can also dive in for those deep immersive boot camps or at Boldojo.com. Now, the best place to connect with me outside of these potos on YouTube is on Instagram at Uytank1. Slide me your DMs there, hit me up on the daily content coming out. And I just thank you guys so much for being on the journey with me. You know, spending such a time having these different guests on, and I will always come back to the solo poto. And so if you listen to this entire thing, I know you're one of the deep ones. So thank you for being Everybody, Deep Ones. Thank you for diving deep with me. And I guess I'll catch you guys next time. Much peace and much joy. Ciao. Ja.